It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shoei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Joseph Daniel Votto announced that he is going to miss the rest of the 2022 baseball season following rotator cuff surgery. Jeff and I will tell you what that means for him, what that means for the Reds, and what it means for the future of this franchise. Coming up on this bonus edition of Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We have been lifelong fans of the Cincinnati Reds, and we are addicts who have turned addiction into information for you. On today's Locked On Reds podcast, that's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. By the way, thanks for making us uh, your first listen, your second listen. We got a lot coming for you, lots of content. Um, unfortunately, on today's bonus episode, we're talking about Joey Votto and the absence that will be for the rest of the season due to a shoulder injury. He has to have rotator cuff surgery. It's very obvious that this has affected him all year long. We're going to get into that. We're going to get into why Steve has really said it first, and I totally agree with him, a take about Joey's future and how the Reds can replace him in the short term that will also affect them in a positive way for the long term. Plus, we have a bonus clip coming for you later on in the podcast as Steve had the chance to sit down with an awesome prospect for the Reds. But Steve, we are going to start with the unfortunate news that my favorite player, one of your favorite players, uh, Joey Votto, announced yesterday, right after the game, like moments after the elation that was the Jose Barrero walk-off, he is going to be out for the rest of the year because he is having surgery on Friday to repair a torn rotator cuff. This was truly a we-can't-have-nice-things moment uh, for 
if you're a Reds fan, if you follow this team, because you had that euphoria of, of Jose Barrero finally getting a moment uh, where he, he gets the walk-off single up the middle, the Reds win, everybody's excited for him, and then you just get a knife to the back in that Joey Votto will miss the remainder of the year. Uh, you know, this is, this is a big blow for a lot of reasons. You know, one, like you said, he's our favorite guy, really, on this team to watch. Uh, he is a future Hall of Famer. This takes away from his numbers, and 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 he's getting older and and we'll get into that with some with some clips coming up from his pressure that talks about his age and what the impacts of the rehab are going to be but when you take all of those things you know he doesn't have a lot of games left and this takes away from that total so i'm sad about that but i'll tell you what this announcement and this injury makes some things make sense finally in watching Votto and not being able to understand, you know, why he hasn't been able to drive the ball like he has in seasons past, why he hasn't been able to get around on pitches. And it's been easy and frankly, a little bit lazy for all of us to say, ah, father time, ah, undefeated, eh, he's just getting old. No, he was playing with one arm and it makes a lot of sense now uh, why his numbers looked like they did and why his frustration was what it was. He was playing hurt and not saying anything. And before we get into the nitty gritty, the details, what Joey said and how he described all of this, this gave you a feeling, Steve, a feeling that I agree with but go ahead. Let's let's put it out there right now. Let's start this off with what you said. I learned a long time ago, never underestimate Joseph Daniel Votto and him being hurt and him doing this surgery and him being out for 2022. I will tell you this. Joey Votto is going to come back in 2023. Joey Votto will be the comeback player of the year in 2023, and he is going to force Bob Castellini to pick up his option. There is going to be no choice. Absolutely. Because I was with you. I was like, oh my gosh, is this just, he went from like, it, it was almost like a buoy or something. He popped up above water last year and he was amazing and he hit all these home runs and he was so good at the plate. And now he's just back down in the water and he's sinking and, and this is it for him. No, it's not. Although he tried to kind of play that off. Let's play. This is part of what he had to say after the game yesterday about his injury. So, um, I don't know what more there is to say other than uh, on Friday I'm going to have surgery for my shoulder. Um, I have a rotator cuff tear. I don't know how to explain it. Um, I, I injured it back in 2015, and I've been able to play through it. And only the past maybe three, four months or so has it been painful to the point where it's getting specifics, you know, difficult to lift, hurts to sleep. Um, you know, I'm not sure if it's affected my performance. I can't say that. I don't want to make an excuse. But, um, you know, it's, it, I, I, it's surgery is necessary. And uh, I plan on getting it done on Friday. So I've been told it's about a six-month rehab. Um, I've been trying to play through it for a while now, but... Um, yeah. Listen, Jeff, I have had this surgery. I've had this injury. And this is what I think listening to Joey, 
Joey's a stand-up guy. He doesn't want to make an excuse. This has absolutely impacted his performance. You know what? I we we've wondered sometimes about Joey and his tinkering and his changing of his swings and his doing. I think a lot of that has been compensating for this shoulder. He talked about it going all the way back to 2015. Uh, so what has happened? This is this is my estimation, and and there is some precedence for this just on this Reds team in recent years. And I'll tie it all together for you. Uh, Joey Votto changed his swing up, found found a spot where he could swing comfortably last year and that's when he started hitting all those home runs and that's when he uh had that uptick in his performance uh he changed the way he did things he found a groove you know what he did is he tore that shoulder more yep he injured it further and now it's to the point where no matter what he changes it hurts you heard him say he can't sleep because you can't you move in your sleep it wakes you up because it hurts because of that tear it it is the reason and and listen credit to joey Votto wanting to be a guy that's like i'm not gonna make excuses uh cool i i, I understand I, I appreciate him for being that type of a gamer but this is absolutely why his performance is down this year this is absolutely why he tinkers so much this is absolutely why i think he'll be the comeback player of the year and i want to cite an example of another guy that tried to play through a shoulder did didn't do well got it fixed and became a big dude and that's Jesse Winker. We mm -hmm. wondered why Jesse Winker never had the power numbers. We wonder why he couldn't do things oppo taco. We wondered why he had problems. He was playing with a shoulder. He got that shoulder done in an off season. He came back and he mashed with a healthy shoulder. And that's an example of why I think when Joey comes back, he's going to mash because I think he'll take this rehab seriously. I think you'll find, you won't find a guy on this Reds team that will work harder to get back than Joey Votto will. Yeah, because this mean his favorite stat that he always tells people is games played. That's the thing that he looks at the most because the best players in the world play the longest careers. And that's where he's just like that is the ultimate like denominator of a Hall of Famer. Like how many games did you play? And with him, I I am with you. He was being very nice, I guess is the the word to use to describe it this affected his career this isn't like a Sherlock Holmes thing where we got to like really dig deep he said he can't sleep if you can't sleep I don't care what you do your performance is going to lag you're not going to have your best stuff so if you can't sleep he's not playing well he said that it's really been bothering him for the last three or four months and he even said this that makes me think okay yeah it's really affecting him the doctor informed me that it's with these sort of injuries, at some point you hit a you hit a breaking point, and you don't come, you don't, you're not able to manage it quite as well. And that's the way I felt over the last several months. I've noticed it's affected my hand, my arm in general. Uh, I've been, you know, truly, I've been playing. I've noticed it for a long time in, in my work, and we're used to playing through stuff like that. You just assume it's going to pass. And I think he keeps like, you know, he keeps showing like with his left arm. So he keeps pointing to it. He keeps like doing things with it. So it's his left arm. And as a lefty, as I am, when it comes to hitting a baseball, that's where your power comes from. And sure, the baseball savant says that his exit velocity is still not terrible this year. But at the same time, like you're not going to get around on the fastballs that he's seen. 
this year. I mean, the fastballs are insane. The average speed is just crazy high now. And if you can't get around on that, then you're going to miss the slider whenever they drop that in on the zone. And so overall, that is why we have seen the career worst numbers that Joey has been putting in box scores. It's because he's been hurt. And because of that, I completely agree with you. He's going to come back. We're going to be talking about, you know, he's going to be stronger, faster, better, $5 million man, $6 million man, whatever. It's going to be a lot more than that because he's like $24 million man. But whatever. $25 million man, yeah. $25 million man. He's going to be amazing next year. Comeback player of the year. I totally agree with you. Follow along with Steve, which means in the offseason, when they come up with the player futures, take the over. My God, you couldn't wait, could you? You just had to get that in. <laughs> Listen, I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that clip, Jeff, before. You know, I said what I said just a minute ago, and I think that reinforces the oh. that w- what I was saying is probably correct, which is he compensated his swing and injured that shoulder further to a point where it just could no longer be compensated for. So, um, you know, the way that Joey's acting here, you know, I see patients like this at the ER and I don't talk about my other life very much on here, but this is a moment to do so. You get these patients that come in and they, they act and we call it, they're being stoic. You get these old timers that come in they're like, Oh, I'm fine. I can wait. And you go look and they've got like three fingers cut off and they're just sitting there like, no, I'm good. Take care of the little kid over there. That's got a fever. Um, I can wait. And you know, dude's bleeding out. Joey's one of those guys. He's one of those stoic guys. He's going to minimize what's happening. Um, you know, and you instantly recognize, okay, he's got something going on and we need to kind of figure this out. That's what Joey's doing. I think he's, you know, trying to be part tough, part stoic, part, um, not making excuse. He comes from a different generation than the, the current players that we've got. And he's a little bit old school where, Uh, yeah, you play through that. Yeah. We, you know, you try and play through that. You, you know, this is what we do and you know, that's not what we do anymore. We, we fix you quickly and get you back a hundred percent. Um, but, but Joey's not cut out of that cloth. No, he's absolutely not. And that that's why I want to, I want to kind of get into this a little bit and there's going to be some guys that the reds have that, and some options that they can use to replace him as he's out Um, there's good options and there's bad options. We're going to go over both here in just a minute, but there's also something that I want to get to as well. A a feeling that people have that I feel like they are wrong to have, which we will talk about here in just a moment. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. But thank you so much for listening, for watching the bonus edition of Locked on Res. This is our Joey Votto edition, and there will also be an interview clip at the end that isn't Joey Votto. It's going to be an awesome prospect of the Cincinnati Reds, which we will review to you here in a few minutes. But as we get back to Joey, the first take that I saw, the first take, not, not, not okay, let, let's examine this for a minute. The first take that I saw from a lot of people was, oh, God, finally, we can get him out of the lineup. This is great. It's, he's been terrible all year. This is going to be fantastic for the Reds lineup. Stop it with that take. Stop it. Because baseball with Joey Votto 
is way better than baseball without Joey Votto. Absolutely. And let me burst some people's bubbles right now. Joey Votto's been terrible. He isn't hitting the ball. He's bad for the lineup. Joey's awful. He's making all this money. Get him out of there. Joey Votto this season has an OPS plus of 85. Yes, that's a very down year for him. That's 15% below league average. Uh, let's compare him to somebody else on this team. So if we're going to get Joey Votto and his god-awful 85 OPS plus out of the lineup, and that's uh, something to cheer about, make sure that you take Jonathan India and his 87 OPS plus right out of the lineup with him. Before you start bashing Joey Votto and say just how horrible he's been, make sure you look at the numbers and understand him a little bit. With one arm, with one shoulder at age 39 Joey Votto is only two percentage points below the defending National League rookie of the year so let's yeah. be very careful what we say about probably the best hitter that you've seen in a generation and the best hitter that you're ever going to see for a long long time wearing a Cincinnati Reds uniform yeah make no mistake about it we're, we're going to have the conversation whenever the time comes which might be a few years down the road now as he gets you know made into a new man uh, but whenever he retires we're gonna have the conversation of who's gonna be the next reds joey Votto. there's not gonna be one like joey Votto is one of one and, and for everyone that wants to jump on him whenever he hits a ground ball out whenever he pops out whenever he strikes out whenever people want to jump on the bandwagon of he's done get him out of here he's terrible just stop it with that. Uh, you need to consider the whole body of work because Joey Votto is going to go down as one of the best players in the history of the Reds franchise, and that's saying a lot more than most. No, it's it's rare air. I mean, if, uh, listen, no no over exaggeration. Uh, just putting it straight. There's there's probably three hitters that you consider the inner circle hitters in the the history of this franchise, and that's Frank Robinson, Joe Morgan. Joey Votto. Those are the three guys. I mean, and listen, don't come at me with Johnny Bench. Don't come at me with Pete Rose. Don't come at me with these other guys. They all did certain things and they did them well. Uh, Johnny Bench re redefined a position. Pete Rose, yeah, he got a lot of hits. But Joey Votto is a, just a whole different beast. He he transformed what it means to be a hitter. He's that bridge guy. The, the Reds have been blessed with bridge guys that have redefined positions. Johnny Bench was one of them. Barry Larkin was one of them. Davey Concepcion, you know, started that for Barry Larkin and Barry Larkin took it to the next level. And then you've got Joey who transitioned what we expect from a major league hitter from the old school to the new school there. You know, Joey Votto was the guy that so many of today's superstars patterned themselves after yeah. they learned it from Joey. So let's get out of here with those takes that he's not, you know, elite. That's just coming from a hater's perspective, Steve. That's, that's all that's really is that, and when you're a hater, that just means that you're trying to find whatever you can to make sure that that thing seems bad. And guess what? Joey Vado is anything but bad. I, I just, yeah, I had to get that off my chest because that was the first thing I saw. And I, I could not believe that. That was absolute bullcrap. But let's talk about for a moment what the Reds can do to replace him because there's a right and there's a wrong. And I got a feeling that at least initially we're going to see the wrong. Probably so. And, and, and listen, you and I agree on this take. So I don't know if you want me to make the take or if, if you want to put it out there since I, since <laughs> you let me, since it, you let yeah. me make my, uh, my comeback player of the year take, why don't <laughs> you take this one? Cause you and I are in lockstep on this. 
We're in lockstep. Uh, Reds Content Plus, our friends over there, they wrote this in the morning spin as well. I think that most people that watch this team know what the Reds need to do. The Reds need to move Kyle Farmer to first base. And yes, somebody already just clicked off of this podcast because I said that. And then they're going to call up Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer has shown he can hit AAA hitting with ease. People keep talking about all these guys and, oh, hey, so-and-so has good stats at AAA. Nobody's talking about Spencer Steer. Spencer Steer has amazing stats at AAA. Bring him up now. There's nothing more to prove there. Now you need to figure out what he can do in a major league lineup. And I actually texted Bobby Nightingale the other day to ask him about this, what he thought, what his feelings were from the people that he talks to if Spencer Steer is getting called up this season. He said, yeah, but probably not in like a make or break scenario type thing, which I wouldn't expect. I would not expect the Reds to call him up, make him the everyday third baseman and say sink or swim, kid, because number one, that's way too small of a sample size, a month and a half at this point. And number two, he's just, this would be his major league debut whenever he comes up. It's not like Jose Barrero, who's been up a couple of times. Like, this is a situation where the Reds, and, and Spencer Steer, I, I, I don't think you would see a downtick in the offense if you brought him up and put him in the lineup. So bring up Spencer Steer. That is what the Reds should do. Now, Steve, the counterpoint is what the Reds are most likely to do, and I don't know that I want to deliver that. Well, and here's here's where that goes. You know, there's been reports that Mike Moustakis is doing everything that he can possibly do to get back and get back as quickly as possible. If if he is deemed healthy and ready to go, they're going to activate him and they're going to stick him over there at first base, at least against right-handers. So maybe maybe you end up with a platoon over at first base between Kyle Farmer and Mike Moustakis. I'm not even sure they'll do that. Um, I think maybe they'll just stick Moose out there every day and 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 let him earn his $16 million. But um, that's probably the easiest thing for them to do. Uh, and it's and it's also the cheapest thing for them to do because they're already paying Moose and it won't give uh, Spencer Steer the, the league minimum. So that's probably what I think happens. Um, but I'm with you. I'm with Mancuso. I am... Uh, absolutely with the idea of bringing Spencer Steer up, getting him a majority of the playing time at third base. Now you can float Farmer back over there for occasional starts and, and let him get continue to stay sharp because he's played a mean third base. You and I have talked about this on the show. Uh, Kyle Farmer has delivered in that position and you know he's delivered uh, in the lineup facing left-handed pitching. So you could really do where they could have the best of all worlds. You could put the best lineup that you can possibly build right now with what you got on the field by platooning farmer at first, and you could still get Spencer steer up, which is the second part of what we said they should be doing, which is getting looks at the future, seeing what guys can and cannot do and giving players the opportunity to get some film and have things to work on in the off season. So you could do all of those things, I don't know that they will. I think probably Mike Moustakis gets activated here pretty quick, and that's the direction this goes. But I would definitely love to see it go the other direction and and have Spencer Steer up here. And there's a chance, too, that this is what they do for a couple of weeks, and then whenever rosters expand by two slots in September, then they call up Spencer Steer, which, you know, whatever. At the end of the day, the Reds have shown in a couple of scenarios already that they're kind of punting some things. This would just be another punt. If they put, if they just slap Mike Moustakis in at first base, because well, we know what what Moose is at this point. As much as we love him, as much as his personality is affable and he's a good leader in the clubhouse and things like that, he's a liability in the lineup. And you're not gonna 
convince me that Moose over Steer is somehow better for this team. It's just it's, not. It's, it's not. You're not going to convince me that. So yeah, that that's kind of what we're looking at in the present. It's a bummer. Joey Votto is not going to play the rest of the year. Now they said you know recovery time six months. He should be back by spring training. I have no doubt that he's going to be ready for next season. Joey Votto is is nothing if not an amazing, loyal, diligent worker. He's not going to half-ass this recovery. He's going to be ready. So with all of that being said, let's look at something cool because, Steve, you had the opportunity to sit down with an awesome dude. We're talking about a top-five prospect in this Reds organization. If you were watching yesterday's episode, you saw it happen in real time. Uh, I was texting with uh, the number 76 prospect in all of baseball, according to MLB Pipeline. That is the one and only Matt McClain. Uh, right after we finished recording that episode yesterday, I was able to sit down with him and have a great conversation. We're going to play a clip for uh, of that interview uh, with him here coming up in just a second. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93 3% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. To see the full episode, it is going to drop in your feeds, both the audio channel and the video channel on Friday morning. It is a great conversation. This is a very well put together young man. He's he's smart. He's funny. He knows the game of baseball. Uh, he has a lot of talent and he believes in himself. And all of that comes through in this interview. So let's let's hear just a little bit of Matt McClain right now. Well, I think good things have been happening for you. Just a, a quick check of your 77 games in Chattanooga this season. Just talking slash line alone, uh, 230, 354, 449. Uh, you know, there was talk that, you know, you may have gotten off to a bit of a slow start, but I've seen some pretty highly placed uh, executives within the Reds amateur development uh, talking a, a lot about you over the last several weeks. In fact, uh, I'm not sure if it was Pinder or another one of the execs said that the Reds made a conscious decision this season to push you, to really challenge you, and that their opinion is and their their uh, review of what you've done is that you've risen to that occasion and you've really uh, seized upon that opportunity to establish yourself and perform well, even though they were challenging you and pushing you. Do you feel like things have moved along? Do you feel like you were being pushed and challenged? Uh, what's been your take on your season? Um, it's been good so far. It could be better um, for sure. But I feel like I've grown as a baseball player. I've learned the game in a whole different way. Um, like when I made the jump from high school to college, you know, it's a completely different game. I struggled that first year. Uh, from college to double A is a jump too. Um, so I'm, I, I've learned the game and I'm continuing to learn the game at this level. Uh, they, there's certain things that they do that they didn't do at the level before. Just like little things like that. But, um, yeah, I feel like it's going good. Um, I, I was hurt for a month, um, which is frustrating. But uh, I got back and I'm back now, which is what's important is I'm playing now. If I ask you to describe your game, how would you describe your game? Uh I'm a competitor and I'm a winner. Um, 
over everything else and going out there to win the game. I don't care if it's uh, instructs. I'm going to try and help my team win. Um, I like to hit the ball hard. Um, line drives. Homers, I don't try and hit homers. They'll come if I hit the ball hard consistently. Um, and on defense, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to make the routine play and make a couple cool plays, uh, hopefully. And uh, on the bases, steal. I, I'm really learning um, to steal more bases. I didn't steal that much in college. Um, and here I've been kind of given the green light, which is nice. Um, so I get to experiment. Um, and honestly, I need to run more than I have uh, take off. I need to get thrown out a little bit more and, and test, the, test the waters a little bit. If you had to pick one area of focus that you want to, to work on the most, you want to, to elevate some part of your game, what would be the area of your game that you want to work on and elevate the most? Um, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, all of them, but to be honest, I want to hit the ball harder, more consistently. Um, I, I, I like hitting the most. Like, I don't know. I just love hitting. Uh, it's fun. Um, I need to spray the ball a little more and just continue to hit it hard on the barrel. Um, Cause when that happens, good things happen. You get more homers, you get on base more, they kick the ball, you know, more opportunities to score, more opportunities to drive guys in. Um, but yeah, I'd say that. Playing now at the double a level, uh, the pitching gets better. The talent gets better. Uh, there's all these guys around you that are also trying to elevate their games and move up. We hear a lot about analytics and the numbers in the game. Where are you on that spectrum? Are you more of an old school baseball guy? Are you more of an analytics guy? Are you somewhere in the middle? How do you utilize those tools that are available to you? Yeah, uh, in scouting reports, they're really beneficial. I don't go too in depth on them, but um, you know, the movement on pitches, I'd like to see some of that. You know, if there's a, if there's a certain trend like i don't know oh oh he's throwing his fastball like 75 percent of the time you know maybe take a quick glance at that but then you know once you look at it you got to get back into competitive mode and forget about all that because if you're thinking in the box oh i saw one one he threw his slider 65 percent of the time like you're just gonna mess yourself up but i do like that stuff um but at the end of the day yeah i'm, I'm old school uh see it hit it keep it simple um, but it is good to look at that stuff. Um, you know, line drive rate, fly ball rate, ground ball rate. I've been shown that stuff and I think it's good, you know, when there's a time, there's a time and place for it. And it's not every day, not every week, but you know, after maybe a month or two of playing, Hey, this is what you've done the last month or two. Um, and then kind of think, you know, maybe why is that? And then forget about it and go be old school and go play and hit the ball hard, have fun and win. So as you can see, Jeff, you know, he, he really is a, a very articulate, very, very smart young man. And, uh, you know, I kept using the word excited when we were talking about prospects, uh, on I'm a previous excited. episode, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I, I, I came away from that interview, very just jazzed and, 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 re and looking forward to, to seeing, uh, him play. It was, it was great to learn about him and his family. Uh, it's all going to be uh, jam packed into that, uh, episode of the lefty in the bullpen that we're going to drop Friday morning in both channel feeds.
and you're not going to want to miss that, the best way to not miss it is to subscribe. Whether you are listening, whether you're watching, make sure you click that subscribe button. If you're on YouTube, click the bell too, to get notified whenever we have a new episode for you. And when we go live, which is going to happen tomorrow, tomorrow night, prime time as the game starts in Pittsburgh, we will be live right here on the Lockdown Reds YouTube page. Steve and I really, we're, we're going to talk about what the Reds are doing. And by that time, we will have the roster move that they make to uh, compensate for the loss of Joey Votto. We'll break that down. But more than that, we're going to be taking your questions. We're going to be taking your comments, everything that you've got. Make sure you're active in the comments section because this episode is us and you as the Reds are playing live Locked On Reds coming at you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, it's going to be exciting uh, because that's really uh, an opportunity for the listeners to to drive the ship. We're going to talk about pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about Reds related. Uh, we'll take some off topic questions too, but I know how some of you people are. So I want to say we'll cover most of what you want to talk about uh, in that live episode. Exactly. But thanks again for making uh, your bonus Locked on Reds listen today. If you haven't checked out today's episode with Connor Thomas from Locked on Phillies, we broke down the Phillies uh, series, the walk-off win that the Reds had, the dominance that the Phillies lineup had in the first two games. You can check that all out on our crossover episode with Connor Thomas. Uh, that's on YouTube and on audio as well. Now go check out Locked on MLB. Sully has you covered around the league every single day. I believe he did a conversation on um, the other AL contenders with the Locked on Rays and Locked on Guardians. Hey, you're not going to want to miss that. That's Locked on MLB, just like Locked on Reds, free and available on all platforms. Steve, we're going to be missing our man Joseph Daniel. But there's still plenty of dudes on this team that the future is bright. So what can people expect from you and me? You know, they can expect us to be locked on Daytona, locked on Chattanooga, locked on Louisville, and locked on Reds every single day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 